Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Jeff R. Steele. Dr. Steele is the senior pastor of Redeeming Grace Church of Coleman, Alabama. He's a conference speaker, owner of the Christian music group The Steels, and an award-winning singer and songwriter. Now, here's Dr. Steele. I want to ask you if you would to turn to the Gospel of Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he couldn't because the crowd was too great and he was just a little guy. He was very small of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. I can't help it. It's all over me. We've got to do it right now. Everybody that's not ashamed to admit that they knew it and once used to sing it needs to join with me right now. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man. He climbed up. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Hold it. Son, I know you're tall and everything, but you've got to sing like everybody else does. <laughs> and Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree for I'm going to your house today. Very good. I just couldn't help it. I was reading that and it jumped on me. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto him, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation... I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. When we lived in Jackson, we had a great friend. He pastored the Pearl, Mississippi United Methodist Church out there. His name was David Patrick. Now, David could spin a yarn and tell a story as good as anybody I ever knew. And one time he told that he was in revival and he was preaching on the subject of Zacchaeus. And he said, you know, Jeff, he said, a lot of times as a public speaker, you're going along just fine and everything's wonderful, but then you'll say the wrong name or you'll call the wrong place as a location. And he said, as a public speaker, the way your mind works, if you ever say it wrong one time, you're liable to say it wrong the rest of the way through. Well, he's preaching along about Zacchaeus, or so he thought. He said he'd preached along about 10 minutes, and David preached pretty fast, and he noticed his wife was sitting right down here on the front row of the church, and he just looked at her, and the longer he preached, the paler she got. And he knew something just not right. So he preached along another couple of minutes, and she looked like she was a cross between about to have a heart attack and a stroke. So finally he stopped, and he said, Honey, I've got the wrong man up that tree, don't I? And she said, yes. And he said, who have I got up that tree? She said, Moses. 
So David Patrick, being like he was, he just turned around from the crowd and said, Moses, get down out of that tree. And Zacchaeus, get up there where you're supposed to be so we can continue this sermon. I could have never made it through that, but David did well. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Well, that's really not true. The Bible calls him a publican, and the publicans were a group of freelance guys that went out to collect the taxes for the Roman Empire. Well, how'd they get paid? Well, they got paid pretty easily because the Roman government said, if they owe us $50, all we want is $50, whatever you get over that will be absolutely fine. Now, I want to tell you about how they collected taxes in Jericho during this time period. You think that bunch up there in Washington's bad. You think that bunch down there in Montgomery's bad. Listen, these guys had the full right and backing of the Roman government that if they walked up to you in the mall and you're out enjoying a wonderful time with your family or friends, they could walk up to you and if you owed the Roman government $50, they could walk up to you and demand that you pay them whatever they wanted. If they wanted 300 bucks, you had to pay it or you were headed for jail. Can you imagine that, ladies, out on a good shopping trip on a Saturday afternoon when some fella in a full coat of armor walks up, walks up and says, I need $300 and I need it now. But I don't have $300. Shut up. I need my $300 now. Man, he'd go with his arms up in the air and fork over the 300 bucks. They had the right to do that. Now, how many believe that Zacchaeus probably was not the most popular man in town? If you saw him coming down that side of the street, you stayed on the other side of the street because nobody wanted to be confronted by this guy because he could and would take your money from you. What kind of people were they? When Jesus was talking about the lowest common denominator as far as the people were concerned, when he wanted to talk to them about the rottenest folks they knew, here's what he said in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 46 and 47. He said, if you love them that love you, what reward do you have? Even the publicans do that. He said, if you salute your brothers only and don't salute anybody else, what does that mean? Because even the publicans do that. That's the kind of person that Zacchaeus was. He was not a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector in Jericho. He was in charge of all the guys that went out and got the money. He's probably getting a kickback off of them too. The Bible says he was rich. He was the chief tax collector. He knew how to get money, but something was missing. He knew how to get loot, but he was lost. He knew how to get rich, but he wasn't right. He could afford luxuries, but he could not buy love. He was a lonely, lonely man. Nobody ever invited Zacchaeus to go out to a ball game with him. Nobody ever called him up and said, hey, Zacchaeus, we're fixing to go down to the Dairy Queen. How would you like to go with us? Because nobody wanted to be around him because at any given moment, he could demand the money and you'd have to come across with it. Nobody wanted to be around Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming. Now, this is a big deal because whenever Jesus made a personal appearance, crowds came. 
They'd come and they'd flood the streets. Everywhere you look, people wanted to see Jesus, whether they loved him or hated him, liked him or didn't like him. Everybody wanted to see him. And Zacchaeus did not want to miss this, but he couldn't get a ticket. He couldn't get anywhere close to the event because there were too many people and he's a little short, pug-nosed Jew. He could not get through the crowd. So Zacchaeus formulates a plan, runs down the street, and the Bible says he found a sycamore tree and climbed up in it. Now, if I know Zacchaeus, the rotten cheat that he was, it was probably somebody else's sycamore tree. Probably had to climb up there and throw somebody down so he could get up there and be comfortable. But he got to the top of the sycamore tree where he had a bird's eye view over the tops of everybody's heads so he could see what was going on. Here comes Jesus down the street of Jericho. And as the procession is coming down the street, he gets closer and closer to Zacchaeus and he says, I'm right on top of this thing. I can see the whole thing lined up right out here in front of me. I can see it all. But then came the moment when Jesus came down the street and the Bible says he saw Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus had to come to the realization all at once that you're no longer in control of this show because you're not just watching him. You don't just see him. He sees you. And Zacchaeus saw the eyes that were penetrating. Looking back, it seemed as if into his very soul. And Zacchaeus had to come to the realization that, oh, dear Lord, he sees me. Oh, the ability to see and be seen. It's a human thing. We love to be seen when things are going well. When we're about to come across the stage and accept an award for something great we've done, we want everybody to see that. Don't want anybody to miss that. As long as we can be in control of what's seen about us and how we're seen, we want to be able to manipulate and arrange that situation. We don't ever want anybody to miss us when we're being seen in our most glorious light. If it's an award show and you're winning, you want them to see you. We'd love to be able to control those things, but we can't always control them. It ought to amaze and paralyze every one of us with fear today that God sees us when we're not at church. He sees us when we're not about our official business. He sees me when I am not in the pulpit. That ought to paralyze us with fear that God sees us and he never misses anything someone has defined character like this they say character is what you are when nobody knows what you are character is what you do when nobody knows what you do character is what you drink when nobody knows what you drink folks it doesn't matter who sees you or doesn't see you god sees it all God doesn't miss a bit of it. 
He sees us. And Zacchaeus has climbed up in the sycamore tree to see Jesus, but he never planned on the fact that on this day, Jesus was going to see him. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 24 says, no one can hide himself in secret places where I cannot see him, says the Lord. In John chapter 1, verse number 43, Jesus calls Philip to be a disciple. Philip went to get Nathaniel. He says, you got to come follow this guy. He's the one the prophets have been telling us was coming. He's from Nazareth and we've got to follow him. And Nathaniel says, and you remember the verse, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Jesus identifies in verse number 47 of John chapter 1, he identifies Nathaniel before he ever introduces himself. And Nathaniel says, how do you know who I am? We've never met. And Jesus said, before Philip called you, I saw you standing underneath the fig tree. Psalm 66 and verse 7 says, He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. So here's Zacchaeus. He climbed up to get a look at Jesus, but now he's face to face with the fact that Jesus has locked his eyes on him and he sees him. He sees me. He knows it all. And then Jesus, after he locked his eyes on him and saw him, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, not only does he see me, now Zacchaeus has to come face to face with the fact that he not only sees me, he knows me. He knows me. I was on the radio for 17 or 18 years in Jackson, Mississippi. We used to host, our radio station was a Christian radio station. We used to host a lot of gospel concerts in the area. It wasn't unusual for us to host maybe one a month. 2,200 seats in the Jackson Municipal City Auditorium. And we were hosting one one night, and I was the MC. The way you came into the Jackson City Auditorium, everybody came in on a lower level. They had a nice place for ladies to sit and a nice place for people to just relax. Big bathrooms down there. They had a big room where the record tables were set up for the groups that had come there to perform. And then you went up a large escalator to get to the main floor where the 2,200 seats were. Only way you could get down from up there was to ride the escalator down. What separated the up escalator from the down escalator was the biggest, shiniest, longest piece of stainless steel I had ever seen. Pretty steep incline. Boy, I used to eyeball that stainless steel. I just used to imagine what it'd be like to get on at the top and ride it all the way to the bottom. 
Well, I looked around one night, and about 2,200 people were in the auditorium. Nobody was downstairs. And there was that shiny piece of stainless steel. I couldn't resist. I climbed up on that thing, and just like the people getting ready to go down the super slide with a gunny sack under their rear end, you slide over those humps, over those humps, over those humps. This was a straight shot, whoo, all the way down. I could just see myself when I got to the bottom, I was going to fly off the end, and I was going to have to really struggle to stop myself from hitting the wall, but it was going to be fun. I climbed up on that thing, pushed myself down, whoo, I was off. Now, let me tell you, for about 20 seconds, I felt like an astronaut. Without a space shuttle, I mean, I was flying stainless steel in a slick silk suit all the way down from the top of that auditorium. <laughs> I hit the bottom. I came off that thing. I landed on my feet. It's just like that perfect space shuttle landing. I saw the wall. I put up my hands, and just before I got there, whew, I stopped. I was feeling pretty good about myself because I'd just taken a ride. I couldn't imagine anybody else ever taking. And then I heard it. Jeff? <laughs> I turned around and there stood the mayor of the city of Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> How you explain that? <laughs> he saw me and he knew me and I was plenty embarrassed. But God knows the purposes and the desires that are in every man. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 4, the word of God says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou art acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word in my tongue that you, O Lord, do not know all together. He knows me. He sees me. He knows me. And try to be Zacchaeus for a minute. He's already been exposed. Jesus sees him, but worse than that, he called him by name. Zacchaeus has got to come face to face with the fact that he knows me. And if he knows me, that means he knows every person in this city that I've cheated. He knows everything I've ever done. He knows what I did when I didn't think anybody knew what I did. He knows me through and through. He hasn't missed a thing. He knows me. He knows if he sees me and he knows me through and through, he knows things about me. Zacchaeus must have said that my blessed wife doesn't even know about me. He knows me. Folks, I've got news for you. You make and hide it from me, and I make and hide it from you, but none of us can hide it from God. He knows it all. He has seen the most embarrassing things about your life that you pray every night nobody ever finds out about. 
When you fall flat on your face and look around real quick to see if anybody saw you, he saw you, he knows you, he knows it all. That thing that you have never had to pay the consequence for in your life that you know you did, that hurt somebody else and somehow you've managed to push it back and push it back, God knows it. He knows. He knows you. Zacchaeus in the top of the sycamore tree has had to come to the point where he understands that I got up here to see him, but he sees me. He called my name. He knows me. He knows the innermost parts of my soul. And then he came to the realization that he not only sees me, he not only knows me. Jesus said, come down out of that tree. For this day, I must go to your house and have lunch with you. What a pressure lift. He sees me. He knows me. He wants me. He wants me. Every one of us, I don't care who you are, I don't care how old you are, man, I don't care how beautiful you are, lady, I don't care how young you are, young person. Every one of us is looking for that one person out there somewhere who has seen us, they know us through and through, and they want us anyway. That's the kind of friend we're all looking for. That's the kind of spouse we're all looking for. That's the kind of parents that we want. We want somebody that has seen us and knows us and wants us anyway. Listen, folks, you may never find that on this earth. The odds are against it, but God sees you. God knows you better than anyone, and God wants you. That's why Jesus said, come unto me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You've been beat down because people that have seen you and people that have known you have got a negative opinion of you. They don't like you. They don't want to have anything to do with you. They've already decided you are not the person for their lives. And you've been rejected and pushed away. And the look that people give you when you walk in a room says everything. They've already made their decision about you and there's nothing you can do to change it. There's nothing you have to do to change God's opinion of you. He wants you. He loves you. He wants to come today to your house and commune with you. He wants you. How much longer are you going to stay in the situation you're in? I'm going to do it, preacher. One of these days, I'm going to give my heart and life to Jesus. I know he loves me. I know he sees me and knows me and wants me. And someday I'm going to put it all together and I'm going to be one of his. What are you waiting on? Folks, I can't tell you today that this world is not in the opening throes of literal World War III. I can't tell you that Jesus isn't going to come before this day is over. We're in danger all around the world today. What are you waiting on? He sees you. He knows you. He wants you. What are you waiting on? How much longer will you wait? What are you waiting on? He sees you. He knows you. He wants you. 
And today, no matter how far you've fallen in your life, he wants you anyway. He saw it. He knew when you did it, he wants you anyway. He sees your family today. He knows what you're going through. He wants you anyway. Why in the world would God place you in this church? Why in the world would the Holy Spirit draw you back week after week after week to come to this place and to be in these services? You know you love the atmosphere and the fellowship of God's people. Listen, what are you waiting for? He sees you. He knows you. He wants you today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you'd like to contact Dr. Steele, you can go to his website at jeffrsteele.com. If you'd be interested in Dr. Steele coming to speak or having the Steeles minister at your next event, there's a booking inquiry form there. You may also call the office at 256-590-2068.